At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Before we get to today's episode, I want to tell you about our great sponsor, Doral Toyota, where they have more than 1,200 cars in inventory. You can find Doral Toyota at 9775 Northwest 12th Street. That's just a few blocks from International and Dolphin Malls in Doral, of course. And if you mention five reasons, you will work with a dedicated concierge manager, not just any other salesperson to try to sell you something. Not that they do that there, but you know what some places they do. You want to work with a dedicated concierge manager. Mention five reasons or five on the floor. Pricing is at an all-time low. They will beat any other Toyota dealer price. So bring it in and they will beat it. Check out DoralToyota.com. So you look it up before you go in there to the dealership and then go check them out in the dealership. When you go in, ask for the friends and family department and don't forget five reasons. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, aka Alf. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome to the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm Ethan Skolnick. Here as I usually am with Alf Sydney. You can find him at Alf954. I'm at, at Ethan J. Skolnick and also at Five Reasons Sports. Make sure you check out the Five ReasonsSports.com website. That's spelled out F-I-V-E Reasons Sports. Com. Several new stories up there today. We're adding new personnel, and it is free. You don't have a paywall like the newspapers. Um, you don't, you know, nothing like thirty dollars a year or anything like that. You just go in, check out the content, and you're good to go. So make sure you check out everything there. Also, check out the other podcasts in our network. Three yards per carry, of course. Dolphins, uh, pretty close to naming a starting quarterback. Hasn't happened yet, but five rings, Canes. They did today. Jaron Williams gets the job over Tate Martell and. Nicozy Perry. I don't have to keep pronouncing Nicozy because he won't be playing for a little while, it doesn't look like. So check out Five Rings Canes. That's with Josh Darrow, David Lake, and Andrew Ivins. And also we've got lots of new Canes content going up on the site as well. New balls cast uh, with Chris Joseph and with Slim uh, Skinny McGee or Kevin Mayer. You may know him as a great opening to that on the whole Stephen Ross controversy with Kenny Stills and Donald Trump and all that good stuff. But today we're going to get back into basketball. Alf's here back with me. We're going to talk to Howard Beck later in the week, but today we're just going to focus on what is really a non-event, but because Alf, we have nothing else to talk about right now. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, we're making it an event. Um, You know, there's still been no Jimmy Butler press conference because he's, uh, I saw him take a picture uh, with Pogba yesterday, um, he's still in England. I mean, he's still he's on his European vacation. So living his best life. Good for he, Jimmy, man. He is. And by the time he gets back, Riley's going to be gone if he's not gone already. So I've been told there probably won't be a press conference until training camp. So it'll be at the start of training camp, or maybe there won't even be one. It'll just be the first. That's just, that's odd, but all right. It, it's odd, but I don't think people are looking into it because they're like, oh, they're trained for Bradley. It's not that. It's just a scheduling thing. Jimmy was yeah. gone and overseas, and what were they going to do? So. Uh, so he's not going to be involved in that at all, or at least there's not going to be a presser. So really, the only real news we've had, other than Udonis Haslam coming back, which we'll touch on on this episode, is the schedule release. 
And so the Heat schedule came out today. I just saw the whole thing. They put out little snippets. NBA TV makes this a big deal at 3 o'clock. For some reason, Major League Baseball decides to put out its schedule on the same day as the NBA, which is such – Isn't their season still going on? What? Yeah. It, well, it, uh, nothing – look, again, I grew up the biggest baseball fan, and I can't sit through a full game. But a lot of it is just – they just don't think like I, they are I, sometimes they, they act like they are still the number one or number two sport in this country. And they are not. And so they have to get out of the way of the NFL and the NBA. They can't be in like on the same day and they get totally trumped by it. It's the wrong use of words. And, uh, and, and so it's just really stupid programming on their part. But anyway, the Marlins schedules out. If you care about that, uh, the only thing that was in there that I thought was interesting was they're starting games at six forty p.m. which uh, is a lot of the home games next year which uh, to me uh, yeah, yeah I know that's smart I, no I mean I mean they're trying to allow kids to come but I, I mean ha- no that's not gonna allow kids to come it's just gonna allow people to get there later right right okay and even if there's only 12 people in the crowd and I know the other night there was a lot for UM day and they had a great comeback and all that but typically there's 5,000 that was people. mostly beer fest <laughs> it, well, right it was but there's typically 5,000 people there so I get it but like even so that's still a total traffic cluster bleep down there at that time of day. I don't know why, but anyway. So, okay, baseball, not very smart. NBA, smarter. Uh, they put out the schedule today. Typically, as we expected, the Lakers have 3,000 games. Um, as I reported last week, helps have friends at ESPN. Uh, there's an ESPN game, December 15th, here, Lakers at Heat. So that's an ESPN game. It's one, and this to me is what I found to be the most interesting part of the schedule. Like uh, this, where they go at what time of year, as long as they don't have any ridiculous road trips, and this year they don't. It's really not a big deal. They open with Memphis, terrific. It's not a big draw game, but, I mean, John Morant's interesting. And it's, there's, At least it's not Orlando or Charlotte. Thank you, exactly. Because right. <laughs> it's always Orlando always or Charlotte. Always Orlando or Charlotte. So it's not one of those Southeast Division teams. It's another team that nobody cares about, but that's fine. Okay, so that's the opener is October 23rd against them. There's some interesting stuff with Jimmy Butler coming back here with – or, excuse me, going back to Philadelphia. Josh Richardson coming back late December. I think it's December 28th. With Philadelphia, he's now said he wants to kill the Heat, which I, I find fascinating. And January 5th, Hassan Whiteside comes back. And by then, who knows if he's even still the starting center in Portland. But, but, <laughs> but, but maybe. It depends when Nurkic is back. But, hot take. But the most – or hot takey. But the most interesting uh, thing of all this was the lack of uh, national TV games. I, I, that's what stuck out to me again. I think it's six, right? Um, it's, it's 10 when you count uh, NBA TV. Which is hard to count because those yeah, are because it's fine. I mean, you double up on those, right? So, okay, so it's ten, it's six, legitimate, right? I guess. Um, yeah, I think three and three, three ESPN, three TNT, and then four NBA TV. And and Alf, look, the Heat have not been a national team really since LeBron left. There was a, a little blip in fifteen sixteen, and again they got to the second round, and they might have made the Eastern Conference Finals if they didn't. And, side and, get and Dwayne was Dwayne was a national story last year, but they weren't a national team. Oh, they couldn't even get his farewell on. Right? I mean, they couldn't, right? I mean, the farewell didn't even make it. Okay, so, so they haven't been a national team for four years or five years. And so it's not totally surprising. Uh, but I thought there may be a few more, and here's why. One, obviously, you have Jimmy Butler, um, who, who is not top 10 guy, but he's compelling. But also, the East sucks, like, in terms of draws. And, and like, I mean, they're, they, they obviously have to push Toronto, but, like, Kawhi's not even there anymore. Boston, I, the whole Boston team, by the way, for some reason, and we're going to get into the USA basketball too. Uh, the, the USA basketball is all Boston players now, and I'm looking at yeah. them. Okay, they're going to they're going to be fine, but they're not that interesting. Kemba's not Kemba. 
is almost as good as Kyrie, but he's not as is he's not a national star. He's not a national star. They don't really have one. Tatum's not that yet. Jalen Brown's not that yet. Marcus Smart, who's on that team, God, uh, certainly not that yet. I mean, Marcus Smart ahead of Justice, all right. Uh, but uh, so Philly's interesting, but there's not that many interesting. And Milwaukee obviously is Giannis, and they got I mean, it's Philly. It's Philly, Milwaukee, and then Brooklyn is interesting. Um, eh, eh, I mean, it's no Durant, Kyrie, but okay. that's it. All right, so that's it. So I thought that the Heat might get more only because the Heat's the East isn't that compelling, and yet they needed some East teams, right? So one of the things that TNT did, if you saw, was they they moved. So instead of going eight and ten thirty like they've typically gone, they're going to go seven and nine thirty, which makes sense if most of your compelling teams are in the West and two of them are in Los Angeles. I get it, but I thought because you needed more of these sort of seven o'clock games that maybe the Heat might fit in there more, and they didn't. How far away do you think, Alf, the Heat are from being a national team again? Because, they're, look, the Dolphins haven't been a national team since Marino's heyday, right, since the 80s, okay? But the Heat were a national team for a while, and now I feel like they're not, and everybody's think, testing the waters with them. I think they're creeping back up there um, slowly but surely. I think the Jimmy move, of course, obviously was a huge step in the right direction. But I think a lot of people are waiting for the other shoe to drop when it comes to the Heat. Who else are they going to pick up? And I think if the Heat do make another move uh, by the trade deadline or even before training camp, which I which I, I sincerely doubt, but maybe by the trade deadline, I think a lot of executives are going to be kicking themselves if the Heat add another big name and they don't have a big market team like Miami on their schedule more. But that being said, with what the Heat have right now, I think a lot of people have them anywhere from fourth to eighth. Right. So another middling, not even middling, like lower half of uh, Easter, Con- Easter Conference playoff berth, like that's not going to get people excited about next season. So they need to if they can finish within the top four of the East and at least get to the second round this year, I think you'll see them back in the teens next year, especially if they have like a compelling series against the Sixers or basically the Sixers or Milwaukee or even like a really hard fought series with Boston or knock Boston out. I think them knocking out one of these, you know, those three or four marquee teams in the East, putting themselves in that higher echelon will lead to, um, will lead to, you know, more national games next year. The problem is right now, nobody exactly knows what to expect from the heat. And they have a lot of young players that we love. (laughs) Like we're high on bam. We're high on justice. Uh, We're excited for what hero is going to do, but nationally, Bam and Justice don't have the names that they do in South Florida. No, that's true. But see, I, I think and maybe this is just a product of, of length of time that the franchise has been around. But like the Lakers and Celtics, I know it's the Lakers and Celtics in the 50s. And as you talk about, you know, playing in like, you know, uh, you, I mean, <laughs> you know, a 17 league. Playing, with, playing in house shoes. Like. Uh, right. In, in their pajamas. Right. <laughs> okay. But, but look, uh, you know, the Lakers and Celtics could be, were awful for years. I mean, the Lakers have been awful in recent years. I know they have LeBron now. Uh, and yet the sort of the marquee of them never went away, right? Like they kept force feeding, particularly the Lakers, you know, force feeding. I, I remember I was working for Bleacher Report, so I was technically working for Turner. So we, we would have these meetings, uh, you know, the two years I was there before the season, kind of going over the TNT schedule because we were – I didn't do any work for TNT, but they promoted Bleacher Report stuff. So, like, we were sort of trying to figure out, you know, how to align with them a little bit. And I remember being in this meeting, and Howard Beck was there with me and Kevin Ding and others, and Kevin's a Lakers guy. He works for the Lakers now. But I was like, they have 22 games? They suck. Like, it was just – it was like – I mean, it was Kobe towards the tail end. 
and and we had TM, we had Turner executives in the in the room with us, and so it was like the first time I ever, and they're like, well, you know, it's the Lakers, and, and so. I guess what I thought was at some point, you know, you win three championships, right? Then since 2006, you had a really compelling run in the late nineties before that you've had uh, a ton of it. And I, I don't want to pump all this into one podcast. I, so I want to save this for later in the week. We need the material, but people have been doing, you know, the top five players, you know, in each franchise's history, not just for what they did for them, because obviously LeBron wouldn't be on the Lakers squad then, but what yeah. they've done, of course, they're curious. And I want to go over who the top five for the Heat should be. But the reality is the top five for the Heat is pretty damn good, whatever five you put in there, okay? You've got top, Shaq. I think it's top three, top five in the entire league. Right. So Shaq, you've got LeBron, you've got Dwayne, uh, you've got Ray Allen, you've got Gary Payton, you've got Tim Hardaway, you've got Alonzo Mourning, you've got Chris Bosh. I just named the eight, by the way, that should be in the mix. And then, you know, guys like Glenn Rice. And Chalmers. I'm real. All all five, all five. You should be five, and we'll talk about the big three. But uh, the other, you know, and then you can even throw guys. They had you know really good players like Eddie Jones who don't even make that list, right? Don't even come close. So, but the Heat, it doesn't seem like they've been sticky as a national team, right? Like LeBron left, but, but Dwayne who, was still here, right? Yeah, but, but they who haven't been the, a national team since. But who in the who? What teams that have won, you know, that have had success, like look at San Antonio. I don't know how many uh, national games San Antonio has. Right. They've won, five, what, five championships, right? Right, but they're not – okay, but they're in – I mean, they play in a rodeo barn. Like, I, <laughs> okay. right? I mean, I mean they're you not know, a big like, market team, but it's almost like if you – 25 miles, 25 minutes from, from, from the most you – know, the, the overrated river walk, which stinks. Like, what, what, what I mean, right? The, I mean, NBA, the NBA seems to have this thing of if – it's the, the franchises that are 50 years old with that fan base. Like, the Lakers have a national fan base. It's not so much about Los Angeles when it comes to the Lakers. It's about, uh, you know, Bumble, whatever, Idaho. Like, mm -hmm. there's Laker fans everywhere. So if you put on a Lakers game, it's not going to be like you're only going to get eyes in L.A. You're going to get eyes everywhere. People are going to stay up to watch the Lakers. doesn't matter who's playing on the team. And now that you have LeBron mixed with L.A., like, they have to put them no, on. No, 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 no. I get it now. I get it okay, now. Okay, but even I, before, even I, before I, you had you had La Lakers fans are so delusional. It's even like how the Knicks were, were on TV a lot, and they were terrible. Right. Um, and it's just – it's like recently, like the last two years, where everyone's just like, okay – all right, we're not. We can't even ride this nonsense Knicks training. No, they're not. They're not on Christmas for the first time since fifteen, right? So that they're not on this year. But but Philly's another example, right? Like Philly is still kind of has. And I don't want to do the Philly podcast again. You should listen to the one we did a couple of weeks ago. But I, like Philly still has sort of a national pedigree, a little bit, not like the Lakers and Celtics. And, and they, I mean, they haven't done anything since nineteen eighty three. Like okay, they had Iverson, right? Okay, and again, by the way, my buddy Shandell Richardson out with him Sunday. I'm sorry, Iverson's career not better than Wade's. Okay. Oh my gonna, God! Don't even. I'm gonna bring him on. Shandell from the Athletic. He's telling me that at B squared in Las Olas, and everybody at the bar laughed him off. Okay, he's, <laughs> he's sticking with it. And I t I tagged Dwayne on all the social medias because he knows Shandell. See <laughs> it, and so hopefully he addresses it so I don't have to anymore. But um, yeah, uh, Iverson. It's gonna be a cold shoulder next time. They, next time. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Iverson not better than Wade. Okay, and and Harden not better than Wade either, which is something I dealt with this morning on Twitter. Well, but well, I, 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 yeah. No, yep. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But look, look at Philly. Like what ESPN has are so in the bag. And I, I'm not, you know, I do the thing on Twitter, super fan, all these conspiracy theories, whatever it is. Most of it's just for, for fun, but they have pumped 
the Philly narrative. Well, why though? Where are they based? I don't. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's. But, it's, but, they're, but they're they're in Bristol. It's the Northeast. It's it's is, a Northeast. Is it, is it the Northeast thing? Yes. Because yes. It, it, it's look. Well, why didn't they pump Brooklyn last year? Because well, because nobody knows they actually exist. Uh, <laughs> ESPN has two biases. Okay, uh, Northeast and LA. That's it. That's but North they don't have a Clippers LA. bias. Well, they will this year. Uh, but but they haven't. You're right. But it's Northeast and LA. Now they also have a. Uh, a Dallas bias in football, right? But other than that, that's pretty much what they stick to, except when the Heat was this miraculous story, um, which, you know, won't go away. And uh, that's another time. We, we, you know, we have more topics today than, than I thought. But anyway. But they, I, but they I, also I, spent a lot of time trying to tear Miami down. They did because, uh, look, a lot of them, okay, in, in ESPN, I mean, let's be honest, okay, their parents live down here, okay, or something like that. It's like they're jealous that they don't live here all the time. Like there, there was – there was a bias against Miami. There's no reason there should be a bias against Miami, but not LA. Okay. I lived in both places. They're not that different. Uh, the people are even more plastic in Los Angeles, to be honest. And there's less, in my view, uh, there's less culture out there. Okay. than there is in Miami, but some people would disagree with me. The traffic is pretty common. Uh, part of the problem, part of the reason people don't, don't like Miami is because there's too much quote unquote culture. Culture. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's another, uh, right, right. There's, there's a certain, podcast. there's a certain type of person that doesn't like that. Oh, that's right. a light skin opinions podcast. So. That is you, you, you go for it. have Steve Ross on look, uh, so as far as the schedule, I think we could put a bow on this. Uh, the reality is not a lot of long road trips, which is good. They start the season a lot on the road. They finish it a lot at home. The Heat might actually like that because they'll bond early in the year. Spolster likes those trips. And I, like I said, there's none of these like six-game treks through the middle of nowhere. Not seems, a lot of back-to-backs. Not a lot of back-to-backs. Well, they've spread that out. And, and it seems pretty balanced to me. So I, I thought it worked. I, thought, I think it's fine. Um, it's just the national TV thing that jumped out to me. All right, we're going to go through a bunch of topics. Rapid fire here at the end of this pod, kind of the middle of this pod, uh, right after this break. Another of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I can attest to this personally because they just threw out my traffic ticket for me. It was no problem, no points on the license, no other details that I had to deal with. You've got to check out the law firm of Seltzer Mayberg. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. That's onecalllegal.com or call 1-855-5000-LAW, 1-855-5000-LAW. They handle cases including but not limited to car accidents, slip and falls, and of course traffic tickets. And they've got a new 15,000 square foot office, which we work out of at times as well, on I-95 in North Miami. They handle cases from all over the state. they got a special now. If you mention five reasons or five on the floor, they will take care of your traffic ticket for $49.95. Go check out that price somewhere else. You're not going to get it. Call now, 24-7 service for a free consultation. That's one call legal dot com one eight five 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 thousand law seltzer mayberg all right we're back here on the five on the floor podcast and let's go through some topics kind of rapid fire here uh bam out of bio i we had him on the pod here he was terrific he was all excited he was going to spend his summer overseas he was taking his mother to china he got this show is sponsored by better help What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, 
wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. A cut for Mason Plumlee. Uh, and that, and Marvin Bagley, who decided the, the next disres- day. The disrespect continues. The, all right, right. Who decided the next day, Alf. Okay. Eh, I want to help Sacramento get the 11th seed. Uh, if, you're Bam and, if you're Bam and they call you back, do you go? No. no. Hell no. Okay. No, no, no. So why do we think – because all I saw was the highlights, right? Okay, I'm not out there in Vegas. I wish I was. All I saw was the highlights of Bam, like, schooling people. He played – the most minutes of the bigs in that scrimmage, not by much. They're all about the same. And then he gets cut. Uh, why, why do you think he got cut? I, it, it blows my mind. I have no idea. And I, I've actually heard some things, some, some uh, tertiary stuff that really I don't know enough to actually, you know, you know I don't report things anyway. <laughs> um, but there's some things that I heard that are, are background off the court stuff that, you know, could just be m- rumor, could be real, but. Well, that would, um, surprise, that would surprise me with him a lot. Yeah, and that's, that's, why, when I, that's why I won't say anything about it. And that's why I don't – I mean, I, I said something about it. But it, it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't really fit his character. But just as, on a basketball standpoint, it made absolutely no sense because internationally, is he not the kind of guy you want out there? I would think. I mean, he's a rim runner. Um, he's going he's gonna to get out and defend. He's a guy you can play with smaller lineups. I mean, the can, t- he can play in the zone. If you have to go to a zone defense, he can play in the zone defense. He's, he works really well against the zone because he can step out and, and he's shown a little bit of shooting ability. I, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's like I remember when uh, somebody, somebody put it up the other day, redeem team versus the dream team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was funny watching that because at that time in 2008, Dwight Howard was one of the best players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably the best center. He, not probably. He was the best center in the NBA. And he and Bosch played a lot better than he did internationally because of the things that Bosch could do in the international game. And I thought right. Bam was going to have a lot of that same success because of, of the versatility of, of his versatility, versatility defensively. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. They just it, – it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, I mean, Mason Plumlee's got more international – I mean, more sort of overall uh, collegiate, international, and – and regular experience, so maybe Pop just wanted that. I don't think there's some Pop bias against the Heat. I mean, they had Bam on the team. Not at all. Uh, I, I just uh, – it's, it's interesting to me, and I saw some Heat fans who were kind of down on it now because we've been pumping Bam up, and he couldn't beat out Mason Plumley. You know, like you said, all these circumstances are kind of different. I, I'm one of those who would have liked for him to get the opportunity. I know there are others on Twitter like, well, he can rest up now for the season. He's 22, man. Like, he can I, rest. Right. I mean, you know, he's not going to rest anyway. Okay. And so, I mean, he's been in the gym every day. I think it would have been good experience for him. Guys come back from those trips very different. I, I think it's a lost opportunity, honestly. Uh, and, and I was there that day. I, you know, I did, I interviewed him down there at the arena and he was so excited about it. I, you know, I was, I was disappointed for him. It was good to see him back at the big three the next day. We're going to go to that topic next. Uh, it was good to see him back there with Jay Rich and, and everybody else. And, 
you know, hanging out with, uh, you know, with homeless Tyler Johnson and, and James Johnson's hair. Uh, <laughs> Tyler Johnson, where? Okay. I, I, I don't, I mean, if I had $19 million, man, like, I, I don't, I mean, I'd, I'd buy a full pair of shorts. Well, I mean, maybe. Well, no, you would wear cargo shorts anyway. Oh, I would. Listen, I would get the most expensive cargo shorts no, ever. No, you'd still buy them from Old Navy or the Gap. They probably, oh, that's true. But I'd probably get like eight pockets instead of six. Right, right. And I, I have, I, you know, I have those now too because they're dad pockets, you know. So I, I, <laughs> need, I, 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 I need them. I've got different LOLs uh, in every pocket, you know. If you have a <laughs> girl now, you know what this is. Like you have a different, I have, I have like 50 LOLs in my house now and they're all over the place. So, um. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed by it. Um, I, I'm not going to root against the U.S. because of this. Um, I I wrote that. Um, I hope they lose to Zimbabwe. Yeah, well, that's that's uh, <laughs> it's one of those bleephole countries, right? That's, that's yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna. I, I, that's not coming from me. Um, all right, so let's get to the next topic here, the big three. And uh, you know, Mario Chalmers still rules, by the way. Or Ryan Lasner, uh, you can find him at Lasner Sport. Asked Rio if he's the best shooter in the big three. And of course he said, yes, uh, because he is uh, and in recorded history. Uh, but that I wasn't there. We had three guys out there. Chris Maddox was out there. Alex Toledo was going to do some work on this pod was out there. It looked like a really good time. Um, and, and not just because, uh, you know, Dwayne Wade tweeted out that it was the greatest game winner ever when uh, Nate Robinson jumped into big baby's arms. That was actually pretty damn cool. It was very cool. I, I just, I, I think, you know, we see all these leagues, um, you know, they come and go, right? Like, uh, you know, arena football stuck around a long time, but a lot of these leagues, I covered a lot of them, these minor leagues, okay? And they come and go because they don't do anything different. I really like this league. Like, I had Ricky Davis on last week. Like, it's, it's different. It keeps guys engaged. NBA players, good. yeah, people, people know who these guys are. Because That's the biggest thing. So There's so much. Right. Yeah. It's not amateurs. It's name recognition. There's so right. there's tons of name recognition. You get to see guys that you're like, why aren't they in the league anymore? Or are I missing them play? Like, you know, you, you I mean, people down here want to see Mario Chalmers play. Right. Joe Johnson playing in that league is not fair. <laughs> but No, it's not. Although Joe is just I mean, Joe was this slow eight years ago. So it's like <laughs> slow <laughs> Joe. Like doing the same crap like that that thing he would do on that and i know he had a terrible playoff series but like that that thing he would do on the 15 16 team after he got added you know where he's like in the lane he's moving this slow and everybody's blowing by him and they foul him and then he just lays it up like he's he's uh he is joe johnson is is probably going to the hall of fame because he he was a number accumulator not just in his bank account but just (laughs) mostly there's nothing i can remember he's made some game winners but like there's no significant playoff success there is there right like it's not even a playoff success it's even it's hard to remember like except for the game winners it's hard to remember a single play that really dazzled you because it was it was a lot it was very slow it was plotting i mean i think that's a word (laughs) that he had like a a big man power forward game and you know but he was a point guard size so joe johnson gained weight over the course of his career but like his game never really changed like you said it just got slower uh and, and so it's just kind of it's it's just interesting to watch him play in there but another of the guys that was playing and i want to hit on this now uh was reggie evans oh hey that's reggie uh, yeah and so reggie evans I, I don't know if people remember this but the other big three the heat big three with lebron and Dwayne and mario chalmers and no, lebron and Dwayne and chris um was one of my favorite moments. I was up, I was up in Brooklyn and I actually went to the net shoot around before game. And, uh, and then I was going to the heat shoot around after. 
And so Reggie Evans got asked about the Heat's championship, and you know he got goaded a little bit because the New York reporters. And he basically said it didn't count because this was the season after the Heat won a championship when they didn't uh, that when you know it was this it was a lockout shortened season. So somehow that didn't count, even though I, I, that season was I covered it. I was I, home and road. It was like it was more grueling than a regular season because yeah, that was. They compressed all the games. They, it's, they were back-to-back-to-backs that season. Yeah, well, the Heat swept one, I remember. I think Indiana – I forgot what – it was Indiana, Cleveland, somebody else. They swept – maybe in Atlanta. They, they swept one of those. But, yeah, they, they won – I forgot how many games. But they, it was a 66-game season. And so Reggie Evans said he should have an asterisk by it. So LeBron heard this and just stewed all – I think he even tweeted about it. And then, of course, the Heat destroyed the Nets that night. And so we go to the locker room, and LeBron is soaking his feet. And he's got a game box, which he always asked for, but he had a game box like by his left hand. And so he gets it. And he's just, as we walk over, he's just looking at it, looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. Hmm. Let's see how many offensive rebounds Reggie Evans had tonight. <laughs> Zero. Oh, Petty LeBron. Zero. Yeah, Petty LeBron was the best when he was on the Heat. That was right. It was different when he was elsewhere. But, uh, and he had none. So, like, Reggie Evans has had this bug up his ass about the Heat for all these years. And one of the things about this big three, not the Heat's big three, but the big three league, is that there are a ton of former Heat players in it. Like, you mentioned Joe Johnson, Richard Lewis, Mario Chalmers, Amari Stoudemire. Like, they're all over the place, okay, in this league. Ricky Davis, who I had on the pod. And so I guess Reggie got tired of getting asked these questions. And one was asked of Chalmers about the heat and Reggie like snapped. And I'm like, dude, like you're in their arena. Like they're letting you use your arena, their arena. In Miami, man. Like, in what? Miami. I, I don't, I don't know what he expected. I think what, what, he spent a lot of three headed monsters questions. <laughs> like, I mean, like just, I, I don't get, I don't, he just, it's like his pet, he, he is petty um to a, a different level it's like he doesn't have any reason to be petty you're reggie evans bro like right and like he's he's in, believe me he's much more successful as what he does than i am at what i do but at the same time it's like dude just like just be happy that you're up on a podium be happy that anyone's asking you questions i mean you're in miami you're in american airlines arena chalmers is like back for the first time in how long you can get a ton of heat questions yeah, like, you would think, that, right? And then also, why, Reggie Evans, would you want to take anything away from your teammate? Like, what other arena is Mario Chalmers going to get that many questions asked of him, well, right? Well, everyone, because he's the greatest he's ever lived. <laughs> Bes- like, besides the GOAT questions. I mean, right, just, right. you know, it was that should have been a, a big Mario Chalmers moment, and it was in that press conference. Until, you know, petty-ass, hating-ass Reggie got, got all of his feelings about it. What is it about those? Uh, this is time for another podcast, but what, what is it about those Heat teams that still drives people in the league so crazy? Like, it's just, I, there's something about them that other players, whether it was Noah, I, I remember, you remember, um, uh, got, uh, who was it? The, who was the backup uh, behind, uh, and now I'm losing my mind on this, the Polish guy, the, the, back, the backup in Orlando behind Dwight, oh, behind Dwight, Gortat. Remember, Gortat, remember, yeah. the way, remember the way Gortat reacted his first year to the Heat? Like, I, all of these guys have this issue with the Heat, and I, I just don't get it. All right, last thing here. We saved it for last. I had him on the podcast. You guys should listen because he was fantastic as usual, um, basically on Bam, on Jimmy Butler, on Justice Winslow, what he wants for Jimmy for Justice Winslow this year, on you know his historical place, on why he's still with the team. All of it's great. 25 minutes I did with Udonis Haslam last week. Check it out. And the second time he's been on the pod. 
uh, but she's definitely check it out. Uh, but just your general thoughts before we close here on UD coming back as a player. I have no, I have absolutely no problem with it. Like the heat fans that are all apoplectic and getting all upset about the last spot on the roster and it's the last spot on the roster. And we're also talking about a day and age where you have two way players. So it's not like, I mean, even 10 years ago, who cares? But <laughs> nowadays you have 15 roster spots and two two-way contracts where you keep guys in the G League and you can develop them there. Especially because, a lot, you know, you don't, want young, um, you don't want young guys that you want to develop. You don't want them sitting on the bench every game. You'd rather them go play in the G League. So that roster spot, I mean, it's been reserved for the likes of Justin Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> I mean – just over the course of time, just a lot of guys who never actually would never, you know, they never got into the game. They, they were just non-factors. Whereas Udonis Haslam is a huge factor for that team in that locker room. And everybody's saying, oh, why doesn't he just be a coach? You know what? Because he doesn't want to be a freaking coach. How about that? <laughs> right? He doesn't want to be a coach. And the, and the Miami Heat obviously don't want him to leave the team. They want him on the roster. You, it's so funny. Udonis isn't complaining about it. The rest of the Heat roster isn't complaining about it. The Miami Heat organization isn't complaining about it. But a bunch of random fans on Twitter are getting so upset about the 15th roster spot. And UD addresses that with me on the pod. You should listen to that. What inspired that Instagram post. But the other thing he addresses, and this is why it's, it's about being more than just a coach, is he basically said, my game is practice, okay? And so he goes a 1,000% in practice and kicks these guys' asses as much as he can in practice. It's hard to do that as a coach. Like, you can work with them. Juwan worked with them. Keith Askins worked with them. Like, former players are still in shape and work with but them. They, but they, it's they, different when you're playing, man. You're not it's, putting on the pennies as a coach and getting right. out there running full court. Right, because you know why? Because right afterwards, you got a meeting, okay, with, with Spolster and Dan Craig and everybody and else. Okay? on a subway. And like Chris he, Correct. I was at that one today, by the way, in Oakwood Plaza. It's, I, it's my stop right after you fit. Uh, but yeah, I, look, I, I just think uh, it's different about being a player. And so that's why I understood it. And everybody, again, listen to the pod. It's great. Um, and I'm not just saying that because we want to help Doral Toyota sell more cars, although we do. Absolutely. Go to Doral Toyota, DoralToyota.com and Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm, where I'm taping this from right now in our Seltzer Mayberg Studios, which is basically a closed office door. But... I want, I want, you still haven't been here yet. I want, I, I, I want Udonis to be at the forefront of helping these young guys move forward. And it's easier in my view for him to do that as a player. And it's not my money. And the roster spot is freaking meaningless. Let's concentrate on who is going to be the second guy on this team. The second most important player behind Jimmy Butler, not, Who's going to be 14th or 15th? It's, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't, it matter. doesn't they'll, matter. They'll, they'll, so, they'll find some other guys. They always do. Like the it's only reason sure. it matters is because it's Udonis Haslam. And that's, that's my point. Like, you wouldn't right. care about that spot. We care about that spot because of Udonis, right? Right. So I don't understand why anybody would – if it wasn't Udonis, nobody would even think about that spot. And – and it just said it's it's something that's different in this Twitter age, and I don't mean to sound like an old man, which I, I know right. I'm about to, but just like the nostalgia and the respect for a player who's laid it out on the line for you for how many years, right? And for just for 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 guys for just random guys who never get off their couch to sit there and talk shit about an all-time legendary Heat player, a guy who's going to have his number retired. A guy that damn well better have a statue in front of that arena when it's all over. LeBron's not going to have a statue. Shaq's not going to have a statue. Right now, it's probably just going to be Dwayne and Udonis. Right. If that guy wants to play till he's 55, 60 years old, 
you let him play because he deserves it. All the pay cuts that he's taken over the course of his career to stay here and keep playing for this team and this franchise, he deserves every penny he gets. He deserves to be on this roster as long as he wants. I don't. I, I'm done. I don't want to hear the, the the complaining and the disrespect from Heat fans. It's really gotten ridiculous. No, it, it has gotten insane. And 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 I, you know, why you want Jarnell Stokes on the team? Like Yante, right. my my team, whatever his name is, Mate, Mate, yes. Mate. But right now, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with and they're nice guys. All right, Jarnell Stokes. Actually, we we've had conversation with him. He's a. They're nice guys. It's great. But these guys are not difference makers on an NBA team. And I know it's 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 always it's it's the Heat fans that get so bogged down in the G League and mm-hmm. and prospects and this and that guys who just are never actually going to matter and that's a, a shitty way to say it. But you're you're you involve yourself. You get so caught up in the Briante Webers of guys that just are not going to matter in the NBA, and you sit there and you disrespect a legend, and it's stupid. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and so we'll close there. We got other stuff we want to get to this week. I do want to hit those top five in franchise history uh, stuff. So we'll probably hit that later in the week. We're going to talk to Howard Beck in another league perspective. Again, check out fivereasonsports.com, fivereasonsports.com. Final say here on, on Udonis Haslam. James Johnson said it was his happiest news of the offseason. We didn't talk about JJ either, so we'll do that in the next pod uh, but, and his hair. Uh, but the happiest news of the offseason should be when he cuts that thing. Okay, please <laughs> cut it. Okay, but, but, but you know, if, if James Johnson says that, that's how the players feel. And, and so I'm going to go with the players instead of like Twitter trolls. So we'll end there. Check out DoralToyota.com. This is Ricky J. Mark. In a world where sports radio continues to shift around the whims of corporate interests, we understand that the constant, unexpected changes can be exhausting from time to time. So that's why we think you should sit back, relax, and take five. Uh, Reasons, that is. So go ahead, grab your smartphone, and subscribe to the 5 Reasons Sports Network, available on virtually every podcast platform. We're South Florida's fastest-growing on-demand sports media network, so you decide when you want to tune in. You decide when you want to listen. Because we know your life can be hectic, go ahead, fall in love with our lineup, including Five on the Floor, Three Yards Per Carry, The Fish Tank, Light-Skinned Opinions, and Cinco Razones, whenever you want. All you need is an internet connection. So go ahead, tune in. Try us out. We're by Miami, for Miami, and spreading rapidly throughout South Florida.